Hi, this is Lindsey Miller, and you're listening to the Arkansas Times Week Interview Podcast, recorded Friday, February the 10th. On this week's edition, we're going to talk about Governor Sarah Sanders' uh, Republican response to the state State of the Union. We'll also talk about her unveiling of the long-anticipated Arkansas Learns plan that would uh, significantly change education in the state. Uh, Then we'll hit on some other legislative odds and ends, including uh, a bill that would really wreck the solar industry in Arkansas. I am joined today by Arkansas Times Editorial Director Austin Bailey. Hello. So we're we're recording this in a different way, if it sounds funny. Uh, This is kind of an experiment. Uh, We're in Arkansas Times HQ, so uh, traffic noise echoes. Feel free to give us critical feedback, and we'll we'll try to be better. But let's let's start with the State of the Union. Uh, I made the correct decision and didn't watch any bit of it all, uh, and and only read your coverage. Instead, watched the Razorbacks have a glorious victory over Kentucky, and then uh, flipped over in time to see LeBron get the scoring record. Uh, you had to suffer through, and I'm sorry for that. Yeah, not only that, but I beforehand I had to watch my Tar Heels get beat by Wake Forest, so I was in a bad mood already. Um, the State of the Union was was kind of a delight, actually. I thought uh, Biden brought a lot of energy. He's an 80 year old man who con- commanded this huge room for more than an hour. Uh, you know, he got heckled, and it was really fun to watch him respond to the heckling and. Uh, you know, he brought a, this light touch and some hope. Um, I, so I thought, you know, as far as State of the Union addresses go, it was, it was pretty good. Uh, of course, uh, so I was I was there for the, the local component, Sarah Sanders' response, and she did not she did not stray from her brand. It was very you know apocalyptic. Uh, Biden has destroyed everything he touches, kind of vibe. Um, it, 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 uh, what was the, what was the big line of the night? The, uh, it's, it's no it's longer a choice between, between the, normal and it's normal and crazy. Yeah. So, no longer a choice between left and right or conservatives versus Democrats. Right. It's normal versus crazy. Uh, it, it was, you know, it was kind of her usual attack, attack, attack. Um, no, no policy really in there. Uh, I think the part that, um, bothered me the most was the completely unprovoked attack against the transgender community. Um, so, you know, very much focused on culture wars. And I think we're used to it here. It was really interesting to watch national media react to it. Um, it people didn't really know what to make of it. So, that, yeah, that was that was kind of bleak. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to talk about the education package, which Sanders and her team have been working on for a while. And there's some really substantial and largely bad policy in there. But so far, I think this this speech confirmed what the Sanders uh, tenure has been about. And, and it, I'm afraid this is what we're stuck with. And that's she's just gonna really lean on messaging and it's it's sort of a DeSantis model it's we're gonna try to score points constantly by as you say waging the culture war we're gonna we're gonna come up with these lines and this is kind of Mike Huckabee-esque like her the picking on transgender line was like Democrats can't even 
tell us what a woman is. Right. It was, um, I, I'm the first woman governor of Arkansas, and he's a man who uh, is letting a woke, woke mob run his administration that can't even tell what a woman is. And it was just a really... If you if you weren't keyed in at all to Arkansas's uh, tirade over the last few years to um, attack transgender people, you might not key in immediately about what she was talking about. Um, but it was it was just nothing but but spite and hate. Uh, I, I was it seemed below the level of a governor to me. Uh, it was interesting. The you know I think. She got a lot of mileage out of this from Fox and, uh, you know, some of the the typical conservative folks. Certainly all of the state lawmakers, Republicans, were full of praise. But uh, Steve Bannon, who's got a popular and uh, misinformation-filled podcast, had Lou Dobbs, the super right-wing commentator and, and Tom Cotton fanboy, on and they were just dissing Sanders left and right because she didn't show appropriate fealty to her former boss, Donald Trump. And then Bannon had some riff about how Sanders wasn't intellectually rigorous enough to to get what the main point is. I'm not sure what the main point is, but it speaks to something that we've we've talked about uh, before, and that's you know Sanders has a lot of things going for her in the conservative and in, in conservative land. Uh, she's, she's really sharp and she's really good at messaging all the garbage. Uh, and she's young and she's a woman, but that she's a woman also is probably going to hold her back. In a lot of ways, you see those sort of misogynistic attacks on the right. It's, it's probably not limited to those guys. My, my take, I yes, and my take is is, is also that uh, Steve Bannon and Lou Dobbs are old guys, and I think that maybe they took it a little bit personally that you know Trump and the old guys are kind of getting left behind. You know, here comes young DeSantis in, and I think that the old guard bristles at that a bit. Well, and Sanders is really leaning into that, like it's time for a new a new era. Yeah, I think they I think they took it personally. All right, well, let, let's move on and, and talk about uh, more substantive development, and that is the, uh, at least the initial launch of the much-heralded Arkansas education package. Um, I think crucial thing to say at the top is the bill is not out yet, and unclear when it will be. Sanders said that the Bureau of Legislative Research, which handles kind of the, the, the technical drafting of bills, has it, they've got all the language, and she hopes it'll be out soon. But I think probably there's still some negotiation happening. And so we know what she and the Education Secretary, Jacob uh, Oliva, is that how you say his name? She, she pronounced it Oliva. Okay, Oliva, uh, announced. And then uh, a, a document leaked last night that appears to be from someone with knowledge of it, maybe in the maybe some policy person in the Sanders administration that's making the rounds, um, that has not yet been refuted and so I think is is likely uh, descriptive of the package. So uh, just kind of start with the high points that she mentioned. 
Um, this, as as we've been told for a long time, uh, it's a it's an omnibus package, and the strategy all along was to include some stuff that everybody agrees is necessary, and then mix it with some more controversial policy items to try to pin. Uh, at least conservative lawmakers in a corner and, and make them vote for it, even if they're skeptical of some parts of it. So the big thing is it would raise Arkansas's minimum teacher salary from $36,000 to $50,000. Um, and then the the other thing that we, we've known was coming uh, is that it would uh, create a new voucher program, which she's calling education freedom accounts. We don't know precisely how those would work, but uh, the, the basics, it would divert tax money into uh, uh, the, the wallets of parents who want to send their kids to private schools or church schools or homeschool or just to use the money on educational expenses. So while we don't know specific specifics, we do have a pretty good idea. And uh, Governor Sanders herself said they're looking at about 90% of the, the state funding. So, you know, about $7,000 or so per student. Um, and this voucher program would apply to all students in Arkansas uh, within three years. What's really interesting there is that if you look at the number of students in private schools right now, um, not receiving any state funding um, to, to just provide that $7,000 to all of them is about $126 million in new spending. Um, so it's, you know, basically this is, a, you know, an entitlement program for families that are already well-to-do enough to be putting their kids in private and church schools. So that, to me, uh, was kind of an interesting little component there. Yeah, and so they said that it's going to roll out over three years. It'll start focused on, I think she said, children who you know need it the most. And so that's people experiencing homelessness or disabilities. A lot of the groups have been targeted in the Succeed Scholarship. Uh, that's, that's the existing voucher program. Um, plus kids who are in schools that are rated F, and the next year it'll be schools that are rated D. And she had a line I'm paraphrasing here, but it was something like, you know, we've got to get kids out of these failing schools so they can uh, escape from poverty as if the schools are the, the, the thing that's putting them in poverty when, of course, it's the exact opposite that we, we know and there's endless research to support the idea that, uh, that test scores, which largely inform the, the school rating, are track uh, wealth. So, I mean, the schools where there's a high concentration of poverty struggle. So I think that this is the most important thing to me. Uh, You know, she's great at messaging and she kind of, the premise of this package for her, her, the way she's selling it to Arkansas is to say, hey, you know, we are a poor state because of our schools. And I think that we have to really reject that because the fact of the matter is that our public schools have been the most efficient tool that we have in ending the systemic poverty that's been endemic to the state forever. I think that investing in schools is the way to continue to 
uh, boost Arkansas's economy and opportunities. Disinvesting will, I think, make us a poorer state. So I think that it's just really important to reject the, the, the premise that our schools are failing and that has caused our state to fail. Um, yeah, so the, you know, there's no evidence of vouchers work. The only evidence you'll find is from, uh, from groups who are funded by folks who believe as an article of faith that vouchers and charter schools are the, the way to make education better, just like conservatives continue to hold on to uh, the trickle-down economics as a, a sound fiscal policy. Um, but, you know, they're going to push through that. There's just endless more in this bill uh, that is worrisome and, and then we just don't know about. So it, it, it would codify Sanders' existing executive order on CRT and indoctrination, and then it adds in essentially the, the don't say gay bill from Florida. Right. And uh, not only that, but I think one thing that that we learned about when we're when we're going through those the documents that came out last night. Yes, it sets a a fifty thousand dollar minimum teacher salary, but it also possibly might set a fifty thousand dollar maximum teacher salary. Uh, the plan is to no longer um, provide a extra salary if you get a graduate, a postgraduate degree, um, no... Um, or based on experience. Ba- or, yeah, or years of experience. So uh, it, it could be that just that's 50000 is what you get. It also has a merit pay component, and, and there's, you know, lots of mixed evidence on that. And, of course, it depends on who's... who's determining whether a teacher uh, reaches whatever criteria they set. And uh, she, she talked about a loan forgiveness, student loan forgiveness program uh, for teachers going to areas of the highest need. But it appears there's going to be a, a cap on that, and maybe it's not actually that much money. And it's only for, for teachers who are, I forget the language, but succeeding or, right. or doing something. And so, you know, this gets back to, are the teachers in DNF schools failing? Mm. You know, or is it society uh, that that's failing these students and the teachers who are, you know, just doing the absolute best they can? I think uh, it's interesting in the document that we saw uh, from last night. The maximum loan forgiveness was six thousand, six thousand dollars, which. I don't think we'll begin to cover most most college loans, so I, I'm very interested in following that component. She talked a lot in her press conference about how important pre-K is, which is something that there's a lot of evidence behind. Uh, everybody agrees on, but in the the document that leaked out, there did not appear to be any investment in pre-K, uh, which is really what would if we had universal pre-K in the state, that would cost the state a lot of money. But the 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 dividends it would pay would be well worth it down the road. Right. And again, just a caveat, we, we don't know for sure. The bill is still in the works. I think, um, you know, as part of this messaging mastery, um, Governor Sanders announced it as she made the State of the Union rebuttal that she was unveiling this bold conservative education reform plan the next day. And, and we but basically what we have is a poster and a few talking points 
Um, no hard details yet, so it remains to be seen, but I, I'm not loving it. Yeah, well, and w- one last thing we should mention is that it would repeal the Teacher Fair Dismissal Act, uh, which just requires districts to do some due diligence before they fire somebody. And, and the idea behind it is that uh, school officials, teachers, they're not like other positions. And it's, it's a highly charged uh, in, environment a lot of times. You know, you've got a uh, f- football player with well-connected daddy, football player screws up in class, can't play. All of a sudden, the daddy's trying to get the, the teacher fired. You know, I mean, and especially in this new environment where teachers and librarian and school administrators are in the crosshairs of culture warriors like we're seeing almost every day in Conway, you could really imagine a scenario where progressive teachers who just are, are known outside the classroom of being, you know, activists, whether it's, uh, you know, Moms to Men Action folks or uh, environmentalists who get targeted by nutty right-wingers and pushed out. There's a bill filed uh, this last week that would make school board elections partisan. And this is all a big movement to politicize education. Uh, let's move on and, and talk uh, just briefly about some of the the other happenings of the legislature. As we discussed last time, I think, this is a weird session because we've really been waiting for these big packages to come down uh, and a lot of the oxygen has been sucked up by that Um, so and we still have the criminal justice plan which hasn't been officially unveiled and then whatever they're going to do on tax reduction they promised that Uh, but uh, there are a couple kind of big developments Uh, one of the the bills that's gotten the most attention is uh, Jonesboro Senator, Republican Senator Dan Sullivan's bid to end affirmative action in the state. Um, that has gotten a lot of attention since he launched it, and he always says jerky things, and he said jerky things in that. But just really risable uh, appearance before the Legislative Black Caucus. So I told Jenny Diaz that for our people that I thought you could watch a video of that meeting with no volume and know exactly what was happening. It was uh, pretty dramatic, um, pretty offensive. Uh, the Legislative Black Caucus is not interested in repealing affirmative action in a state where segregation, uh, not segregation, but uh, prejudice is, is alive and well. I guess maybe segregation is on the rise with our school choice uh, system that we're looking at. So uh, it didn't go over well with the Legislative Black Caucus. I, I do understand that, that the bill is, is back in the shop for some reworking, so um, would love to see it die altogether, but um, I think it will at least get a little bit better. Yeah, we, we, we made some gifts of the reaction shots, just really intense eye rolls and <laughs> glares. Sullivan said, uh, called members of the caucus you people at one point and also said you know you're always talking about ending discrimination why haven't you filed a bill to end discrimination yeah yeah uh other thing that happened this week is uh a pair of legislators lanny fight of uh benton and jonathan dismang of cersei both republicans 
filed uh, an industry bill on behalf of clearly on behalf of energy and the electric cooperatives of Arkansas that would uh, wreck Arkansas's solar uh, system. Right now, uh, Arkansas has a pretty progressive policy that was enacted in 2019. Overwhelmingly, and this is when Republicans were in control, that, uh, that it's a net metering system where uh, solar customers get credit for the full retail rate of, of the excess energy that they produce. And so uh, that goes back into the grid and they get credit for it. And so the, the structure for uh, most people who are putting in solar rigs as they use the future savings to pay off the cost of the solar equipment. So it's, it's made it, it made it just since the introduction affordable for most people to get solar because they get these, these loans or agreements that are, are based on the future savings. So they're not coming out of pocket. And that's enabled, you know, endless homeowners, but also municipalities, water utilities, counties, uh, businesses, farmers. It's become, it, it, it really made the dollars make sense for folks. So you've got all kinds of, you know, otherwise very conservative people who are moving to solar for a sort of energy independence or bottom line reason. And of course, that's good for the environment and we all need to be moving in that direction but all along energy and the other utilities have cried foul and said that uh, it's cost shifting onto other providers and not fair to the utilities they they meanwhile are building all sorts of solar arrays and it's not like they want to you know keep doing coal and uh uh, you know, have the, the natural gas stuff forever. Um, I don't know if they have natural gas, actually. But it's in their mix. They just want to control it, is the bottom line. And so this new bill would uh, really undercut the the credit uh, rate. You just get the avoided cost, which is a fraction of, of what folks are getting now. Um, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth on this issue over the years since the law the industry has fought it at the public service commission they fought in the courts they pushed the legislature and there there's an there's been an effort still mostly in shell form to kind of further codify what we've got right now i think that there's a sunset on it or some limitations and so there's a push to just have some certainty in the law. And uh, while all those kind of negotiations were going on, I think the industry threw down and put forward this bill. Uh, But because of the widespread acceptance of it that I mentioned before, uh, there are some real heavy hitters who are, want to see the status quo maintained or, or become permanent. And so as soon as this bill was filed, a letter went out on behalf of several dozen folks, including Walmart, you know, counties all over, school districts all over, Central Arkansas Water, you know, some real heavy hitters. So you'd think that collectively they would win over the utilities, but who knows? It's something to definitely watch. Who knows? The, the Central High is at the Socialist Club, the Young Socialist Club, 
um, that's fighting for sustainable energy and, and LRSD, um, they had some pretty good arguments. So maybe those guys can borrow from them. Yeah, well, speaking of good arguments, uh, Glenn Hooks uh, of the uh, Audubon, who's their policy director, has a great piece on all this that's at arctimes.com. So check that out. All right, well, let's, let's leave it there. There's lots more you can catch up on the Arkansas blog, but we'll move to endorsements now. What do you got? Well, um, I have started reading a book that I borrowed from you that I don't think you've read yet. It's by Elizabeth Taylor, British uh, author from the mid-1900s, and it's called A Game of Hide and Seek. Her writing style is so unique and so poignant. Uh, it's, it's almost like, you know, sucking on a limb, and it's just... Uh, it, it's really evocative and uh, relatable. Um, but it's kind of lighthearted subject matter, but she really kind of makes you feel it um, very intensely. So I recommend Elizabeth Taylor, A Game of Hide and Seek. All right. I can't wait to read that. Yeah, I, I, re- I think I recommended her, Mrs. Palfrey, at the Claremont on the podcast long ago. Uh, it's, it's reprinting, uh, I think, led to Jeff Dyer in the New York Times saying that she was the best British post-war novelist. So, I mean, quite a claim to fame. Yeah, uh, I'll in- endorse another book that I'm I'm reading in advance uh, of an interview for a piece that's going to be in the April Arkansas Times. Uh, Eli Craner, who's a, an Arkansas born and bred author who lives I don't know in Russellville or Dardanelle on on the banks of Lake Dardanelle, I think. Um, had a book that came out last year, I think, called Don't Know Tough, that I'll admit I was initially skeptical of because it's called Don't Know Tough and it's about football and crime and I don't know, but it got lots of notice and finally I woke up to it and I'm almost finished and I'm loving it. It's It's got, uh, you know, it's just, it's really gritty and propulsive and the dialogue is good and I recognize all of the characters I and mean, they're all people that you know or grew up with it's about uh, a a football coach from from out of town uh, who's kind of had a a rough past Uh, he's coming in trying to get a new start on his career and his best player is this kid who's had an incredibly rough life and is just mad at the world and uh, there's some crime involved. I won't spoil it, but I'm loving it. If you like Daniel Woodrell, uh, the, the great Ozarks writer, I think that you would like Craner. And I'm excited. I'm about to read his, his new book, which is the occasion for the interview. I think it's called Ozark Dogs. Uh, there's a junkyard setting, which sounds promising. Uh, it is out in April, so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to tearing into that. Don't know tough. Check it out. Uh, Okay, well, we'll be back next week, hopefully. Hang in there. We'll see you soon. Bye.